Hi, and welcome to eMarketing Mark 452. Uh, my name is Pierre-Yann Belbeck. I'll be your instructor for the semester. Um, throughout the next few weeks, I'm going to talk to you about how to create digital, digital marketing campaign, and we're going to take a strategic approach as to how to do so. Uh, by that, I mean that I'm going to teach you conceptual tools as well as a strategic framework to fully understand your customers and your competition. And um, what we're going to really emphasize in this class is how do you bring visitors to your website? Once they're on your website, how do you translate them to potential customers? Um, when you've established that these can be potential customers and they're interested in you, how do you um, transfer them into customers and make a sale and ultimately uh, make them loyal to your company over time. Um, and this focus on strategy will be at the expense of more um, tactical, let's say a tactical approach to digital marketing. And what that means is I'm not going to fully teach you how to create, how to post ads on Facebook or Instagram, for example. Uh, although I'll be providing you with resources that will fully explain um, to you how to do so. Uh, the reason why we have this um, strategic approach to digital marketing um, is twofold. First, I like to use the um, analogy of a general and archer. So like if you become tactical expert, you'll be an archer who will always be able to shoot an arrow at like the exact spot you want it. But if you don't know where to shoot, you might constantly be missing the target. So what I want you to be able to is to be able to know what the target is and um, create campaigns that will like continuously be able to reach that target. Uh, and uh, again, throughout the class, I'm going to give you material that will help you become good archer. Um, and there's a lot of free resources available online to help you set up ads and uh, understand better output of Google Analytics. Uh, so without further ado, let's move to what we're going to uh, cover this week. Uh, so this week, we're going to talk about what's the main goal of marketing. Uh, emphasize that uh, our main goal is to create value. How has digitalization transformed the way we have to create value for customers? We're going to talk about three models of uh, communication that helps us understand these changes over time. Um, and uh, two important transformations that will be really kind of the, um, the, the, the centerfold of our digital, the way that we'll have to think about digital marketing strategy. So marketing is the activity set of institutions and processes for creating, communicating, delivering, and exchanging offerings that have value for customers, clients, partners, and society at large. And if we look at the definition, the center of the definition is really this idea of value creation. Uh, so what do we mean about value? Well, originally, um, we as marketers used to think of value mostly because of uh, like history with interaction with economics as being utilitarian. And that means that we used to see customers as buying a product because of its use value, the utility it had in their lives. So like you would buy a car because you wanted to go from point A to point B. You would buy a cleaning product because it helped you make your table cleaner and you'd buy a pair of pants because, well, you know, it's a tire, you could wear the pair of pants and then go to work. And since then, our understanding of why people buy stuff and how stuff creates value in their lives has uh, greatly evolved. And, and, and we've come to understand that there's a lot of different types of values that consumers get out of products. Uh, it can be hedonic value, like the fun that people have. So you go with friends to a baseball game or a bar and like, you, you, like the, the reason why the, the most valuable thing out of that outing is the fun you'll have with 
with, with your friends. It can be like what Kova calls linking value, the relationships that you create with others by consuming brands and products. So you can think of um, like running communities or cycling communities. Harley Davidson has an extensive brand community around their brand, people who meet up because they have a Harley and that helps uh, them create social links with others. And it could also be identity value. So if you think of like any subculture or just the way you dress or how you define yourself through the music you listen, uh, which help uh, create who you are as a person and talk about you to others without having to say, oh, you know, like I'm really, um, I don't know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a punk and these are, these are my values. Um, and this is really important to switch away from utilitarian values, important to understand how we're going to create value online. Because creating value online or like practicing marketing is not about selling products. So throughout this class, this course, I'm going to emphasize to you that like selling product is really the outcome of a process of value creation where our role is to support consumers in trying to achieve their needs or resolve problems that they're facing in their lives. And we're going to see multiple stages uh, through which we do that as marketers and, and how um, we can use different approaches at each of these stages to do so. Now to better understand um, like why things have changed uh, and how we come uh, to this understanding of our role as digital marketers, it's helpful to understand how communication has evolved. Um, so on, on the slide here, we see Marshall McLuhan, um, very well known Canadian media theorist who once said the media is the message. Uh, and by that he meant to switch the focus away from studying the content of media, like the ad that you're creating on Google uh, or, or Facebook or Instagram and, and really understand how is the media transforming the interactions between people. And if we look at changes in the, in, in, in the media and the marketing ecosystem over the last 50 years, uh, like we can kind of identify three global models. So like in the 50s, the way that we had to understand how to conduct advertising and marketing was mostly through mass media. So like if you've watched Mad Men, you know, you'd had Don Draper style advertising executive that would create marketing campaign, find the right TV show to display their ads and talk to consumers. And it was kind of this authoritarian way of practicing marketing where we as marketers knew what the consumers wanted and we were telling them, you know, that they would love our product. In the 70s, there's been this emergence of a new type of actor, the opinion leader, um, who would uh, sway the opinion of consumers. And, and these were like very often like um, celebrities that hold a lot of symbolic power, like people like Oprah Winfrey or like Michael Jordan, who created one of the biggest brands, the, uh, the Air Jordan with Nike, or George Foreman, sorry, Coleman, who uh, created barbecues, um, right? So like these people held authority and they were able to sway the opinion of consumers. And uh, since the uh, mid 2000, we've come to understand how to practice marketing in a very different way. And consumers have taken an increasingly important role in participating in marketing campaign. So now we have these interlinkages between consumers, between me and you, or you and your friends, or you and your parents, uh, that, that helps us inform us about the problems or needs that we might have, but also talk to us about brands they're consuming. 
And, and sometimes we do this very explicitly by going on Amazon and posting a review of a specific product. Uh, but other time we do that in a way that's not as explicit. For example, you just went to a restaurant and you posted a picture of your food on Instagram, or you just got a new handbag and you posted a picture uh, on it on, on your blog. Right? And like, these are ways to talk about who we are as, as, as people, because products provide us with identity value. But by posting about these elements, we also inform others about the brands we're consuming, which might play a role in their decision-making process. And this brings us to kind of two grand transformation um, that have happened with digitalization that will be really core um, during um, the whole class. The first one is this idea of finding customers versus being found. Um, so if we go back to the 50s, uh, with this idea of mass advertising, the role of marketers and ads were to find customers where they were so that we could shout at them that we were the best thing ever. And if you think of like billboard advertising in places like Times Square, um, that really, that's really salient. Like the role of marketers there is to, you know, like identify, well, where do I think my customers will hang out? Will they go to that bar? So I'll put an ad in their bathroom or, you know, they go through this highway. So I'll put an ad on that billboard or they watch that TV show. So I'll put an ad on the TV show that they're watching. I was finding where customers were hanging out and I was doing that so I could um, show them ads that I thought would help sell my product. Online, this, this relationship is reversed. And rather than trying to find where customers are so that we can tell them that we're the best thing ever, we're trying to find ways to bring customers to us. So Google has found that people um, pick up their phones about 150 times a day. And, and very often when you think of picking up your phone, you might um, like go on a web browser or go on social media. Uh, because you have uh, certain queries or you want to accomplish certain tasks. So in the morning, you might pick up your phone because you want to look at the news uh, and then you're taking the subway to work and you want to listen to some music and you're doing a project with friends and you need some images. Uh, you're going back home, you don't know what to eat. You're going to check on your phone for um, recipe ideas uh, or you want to um, watch a movie at night and you're going to uh, Google, you know, like best romantic comedy for a Thursday evening. And whenever consumers turn to um, the internet to resolve the query that they have, these, these queries become opportunities for us to connect with consumers. So if you're uh, an, an ingredient manufacturer or like your ketchup, uh, and you want consumers to find you when they're having a query, maybe you can start creating recipes around how to use ketchup, right? You're pushing your products, but you're pushing your products in a way that brings people to your website because you're providing resources for consumers um, to help answer the needs that they have. And this brings us to the second major transformation. So we have this difference between represent, uh, being found versus finding customers. So online, we're trying to be found by customers and we're going to see how this influences content marketing strategies. Um, the second main important difference is representing the company versus representing the customer. Um, and, and again, if you look back at mass advertising, it used to be that companies would represent who they are as people. So like uh, Home Depot ads in the 90s and in the early 2000s were all about how Home Depot is the biggest home hardware store. We have the lowest price, you'll be the happiest. If you find your product more like cheaper somewhere else, we'll match that price and so on and so forth and so forth. 
So it was about talking about Home Depot and why Home Depot was the hardware store you should go to as a customer. Online, again, we're not trying to represent us anymore. We're not trying to find customers and we're not trying to talk about how amazing we are. What we're doing is we're trying to bring customer to our website and we're doing that by representing customers. What that means is we need to understand customer needs, wants, problems, desires, and, and we want to do that because we want to help them. We want to help them achieve what's important for them in their lives. So if you go on YouTube, for example, and you look at the Home Depot YouTube channel, what you'll find is not videos that talk about how amazing Home Depot is. You'll find videos that help customers achieve goals. You'll have um, how to like cleaning tips or um, outdoor gardening help or tutorial on how to achieve specific projects like building a crib. And, and these are important because as a customer, let's say I'm facing a problem, I want to <clears throat> going to get a baby, I want to renovate um, a bedroom I have at my place so that I can you know, welcome the baby in a nice environment. Uh, and it's the first time I'm taking that kind of project. Uh, I'm going to go online and I'm going to look for uh, inspiration ideas. I'm going to look for what should I have in my uh, in my baby room. Uh, maybe I want to build my crib because I want this personalized crib experience for my baby. Uh, and, and I'm going to Google how to build a crib. Um, and all of these searches by consumers become opportunities for Home Depot, who's selling all of the products that consumers will need to achieve these projects to connect with customers. So if um, a customers Google how to build a crib, they come across a tutorial by Home Depot they might be more likely to go to Home Depot to buy the product. And Home Depot can create resources, not only a video about how to build a crib, but maybe a shopping list that will be associated with their website. You know, like a, a one-click buy everything you need to build a crib that will make it much more likely for the customer once they view that video to bring uh, the customer to the store. So two very important differences. Um, nowadays, we're trying to be found by customer and we're doing that by representing the customer needs. In order to do that, um, next week, we're going to talk about how the journey for customers has been transformed. And we're going to do that to fully understand where we fit in that journey and how to address customers when they're having specific questions. And just to preempt a bit next week, it used to be that we uh, understood uh, the the consumer journey through a funnel analogy. So here we see that um, the customer starts with a lot of dots. Dots represent brands or products. And as they move through their journey, they're reducing the number of products or brands that they're considering. And the main, like one of the main uh, implication of that is that you have to be there at the awareness stage if you want customers to ultimately purchase your product, right? And that explains partly the central importance of mass advertising over the last 70 years. It's because you had to be at the awareness stage, right? And mass advertising is an awareness building tool if you wanted consumers to ultimately buy your product. And next week, we're going to see that um, this relationship has been transformed online. You don't need consumers to be aware of you when they start their journey anymore. Um, why? Because consumers will act like will enter in, in that active evaluation mode when they're going through the journey to answer a need or resolve a problem that they have. And 
when they're doing that, what they do is they often turn to internet to ask questions. And during their active evaluation of potential solutions for their problems, they're going to come across brands or products that they had not considered prior. And these represent new opportunities for us to appear um, in the consideration set of consumers. Um, so that's the quick summary of um, today's, this, week, uh, this week's class. Uh, next week, we're going to dig in, in, in much more detail about how to understand consumers uh, and what consumers are doing online. Um, I wish you a great week and see you soon.